Welcome to the Vitality Coach Podcast with me, your host, Nikki Fogden-Moore. Join me for celebrity interviews, behind-the-scenes training sessions, combined with practical advice on how you can feel fantastic. Tune in for easy-to-implement tips and tools on healthy food and fitness. Learn how to look and feel your personal best without turning your life upside down. Welcome to Feeling Fantastic. Hi guys, welcome back to the Vitality Coach Podcast. If you could see me now, you'd know that I was jumping up and down. Not only is it 30 degrees outside, but I've managed to rope Patrick Hollingworth, the mountaineer of life and business, back on my show. Patrick, welcome back. Hey, Nikki. Good to be back here again. So excited. I hope you're doing some push-ups while we're talking and some um, squats and things, you know, the fitpreneur thing, healthy, wealthy-wise. Look, so do I, except I have a broken arm, so <laughs> none of the above. I could do squats. There you go. You can do squats when talking. I'm so excited about today's episode because we're talking about the whole analogy of the fact that women talk face-to-face and men talk side-by-side, and both you and I predominantly work with male-dominated industries. I know that 80% of my clients are very successful men, and I just love this conversation that regardless of what's happened with technology and the evolution of society, there are just certain ways that it's great to open up and connect. So let's talk a little bit about the fact of that statement that men Mm. like to talk side by side. Hmm. I like the idea of it. Um, I don't know if it's necessary that they like to talk side by side. I just think that the traditional business approach is is almost confrontational where you're meeting across one another at a table. And it's not so much, as I said, it's not so much a deliberate side by side, but it's just that conversation tends to flow easier. When you're walking side by side, I think. I mean, I don't, to be honest, I don't only find that with men. I find that with women as well. I just find that when you're walking side by side and you're moving in one direction together, I just find it as a, it's more of a conduit to more of a flowing conversation. Whereas that sort of the standoff, face off kind of thing, especially across a desk, that's kind of unnatural, I think. Yeah. And I think there's different things as well. I know that, you know, women like often they need that one-to-one personal time to connect and to really sit down in front of each other. But most of the retreats that I run um, and that you do with me and we do activities and during those activities, people get to kind of share stuff and it's kind of on the go. And when we regroup to take notes or do anything else, it's very effective because a lot of the other really meaningful discussions happen around a dinner table or around a golf course or out on surfboards or walking or whatever it is. And that's when the gold really comes out in conversations and the bonds start to happen yeah yeah and i think we we were, we were talking about that how we you know we we sometimes do you and i both do stuff outside and I mean, that's where sort of the, the the learning for me was that yeah when you're outside in a natural environment when you're walking side by side be it in the bush or the mountains or wherever i also think you kind of project your ideas forward to in the direction that you're headed so it kind of just creates a bigger kind of almost creative space to express with hand gesture and the like and then you're, yeah, you are walking towards a common kind of goal. So that use that metaphor however you like to. But I do think it kind of creates a bit of a shared space, and then you can kind of put your idea out there. Then the, you know, the person or the people you're walking alongside that they can come in, kind of, you know, add to that. And yeah, I think that for a, you know, traditional alpha male types who may be almost sort of become naturally a bit confrontational when they sort of stand face to face. I think that maybe it's a better way to go because it, it, it kind of, I think maybe it, it almost just subliminally de-stresses a situation. 
because you're you're both equal but moving in the same direction. Does that make sense? Yeah, and I think that's super, super cool because, you know, there is, and and this is going to seem a little bit confrontational in itself, but I I think there's a lot of men uh, in high-performing industries, roles that are the alpha male that are like, well, what are we supposed to do now? You know, there's there's a lot of support for... And rightly so for getting more women in leadership positions and changing the dynamic inside our world, if you like, of the role of women. But that is leaving a dichotomy for a lot of men is to say, well, what am I, what am I supposed to do? It doesn't matter the education they've had or the background they had. There is an underlying value behind, you know, being the provider, being the thought leader. There's just, we can't take certain things away. I think we need to re-embrace that again and give a roadmap for strong males to realize that there is a place that they can go to chat which is why I love walk and talks but it's it's a really touchy subject because it's not that I'm taking away the need to develop and grow women in business that's not it at all but I've definitely been working with a lot of men in business and leadership roles that are confused about how they have to operate in this environment now they're like well what do we how do we act what do we do so you I'm our advice and you and I both say is just get back to basics I think, you know, I think, um, you know, men in business, they've, they've been brought up with certain expectations and about how they have to behave and how they have to dress and how they have to act. And for the most part, it's just a total facade. It's just, it's nuts, you know, like, wh- why can't we just relate to one another as humans? Why do we have to put on these fronts about, you know, this or on that? And um, you know, I just, I just think it's all a little bit silly. Ultimately, organizations are all about people. And if we can relate to one another as people and not as CEOs or C-suite executives, whatever, and and it, it doesn't need to be that way. And I, and I know a bunch of, of CEOs and C-suite types who are, who yeah don't subscribe to that notion of of having to act the way they think they're doing. They're just normal people, yeah, and exactly. and 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 they're the you know they're the, they're the kind of the best leaders out there. And you I've know got what good- that is, though, that comes from personality and confidence because, you know, being a great leader is being able to bring your personality back into the role again and to be yourself. Yeah. So that authenticity. There's no covering up any perceived kind of deficiency because every human being is is wonderfully flawed. And, yeah, you know, just don't hide any of that. That's the beauty of what it is to be human is to, to you know, accept your own flaws and, um, and to, just to, to be cool with that, you know. Yeah, and that's why we have people around us. As we talk, we bring a build in a, a strength-based team, but that comes from knowing who we are over the years. So I guess the message, if you're listening to this, is that striking authenticity is really, really important. And understand how you like to communicate. If you get lit up by sitting down in front of someone else with a notepad and, and working on your ideas, then do that. But if you need to have some space, do walk and talks or combine a few different things. And then that's, I think this beauty of relationships because when my father was in business they used to go to the gentleman's club on friday and they used to play Mm -hmm. snooker and they'd Mm -hmm. have a whiskey and they'd chat but now there's no real gentleman's club because there's open membership for everyone so a lot of my clients have been like well we like to hang out so now we go and we just go out in the boat or we go and play golf or you just create time and cultivate time for conversations outside of the boardroom yeah, absolutely. I think doing it outside is um, a very, a very smart thing to do. When you're outside in open space, you know, yeah, you just, you're just much more open to new thinking, new ideas, bigger picture thinking, and and I think that's what a lot of us need to be doing these days is kind of spending more time thinking about the the bigger picture stuff because we need, you know, we're facing so many different complex issues that we we need to kind of yeah have have the time to to think big and think deeply about all this kind of stuff. 
So tell me a little bit about you then. I have this whole fitpreneur thing, healthy, wealthy, wise, and we're speaking about that as a leader and as a strong male and as someone that has climbed Everest. I mean, you know, it's like the F-18 pilot of the mountaineering world, doing K2 and Everest and 8,000 meter peaks. What would you say your little rules of engagement are and how do you collaborate? You know, you've got great friends and Dr. Jason Fox, and then I'm now adding myself to your friend list after we met Thought Leaders, so you're stuck with me too. But how do you like to hang out and just do your visionary planning and kind of calibrate for yourself? I do it a couple of ways, but mostly I do it by going into the mountains. So yeah, time away in the mountains is, is, is where it happens for me. How do you communicate that with your family or your work? Because I know that you're in the habit of doing it and it's part of your DNA, but there's a lot of people that would like to do that and they probably need a script or some guidance on on being able to communicate that. If they are going to make a shift and suddenly make time for themselves, we want to remove the guilt around that and make it easy for them to create that space. Well, so basically these days, whenever I go into the mountains, the rule is that I've got to come back out of the mountains better. And it's not clear how I've got to be better, but I've just got to have improved some way because it's no longer good enough for me to go in the mountains for my own reason because that's not fair for my wife or my family or anything like that. I used to do that. I used to go, you know, for two months at a time to the Himalayas, but I can't do that these days. So if I go to the mountains and I learn and I I come back better somehow or other through whatever the experience may have been, well, then that's been a worthwhile investment for me. And then that pays dividends for my family and my wife and my business and friends and all that kind of stuff. Like I am an infinitely better person um, after 20 years of mountaineering, you know, and it's the mountaineering is not easy. For the most part, it sucks and it's difficult and you're uncomfortable and you hate it. But I am a much better person as a result of those experiences. And I think that, you know, my, my wife recognizes that, you know, um, she appreciates the, the benefits of it. So although it might be difficult for her if I'm away and she's, you know, at home with, with Lily, our daughter and yeah, it's not easy for her, but she also appreciates. But likewise, I'll do what I can to support her in what she wants to do um, so she can have her own experiences to get better as well, I guess. So the whole adage in that is communication. I mean, and the other thing is you're not. we're not talking about escapism here. We're talking about how do you need to recalibrate and be the best version of yourself. So if you're listening to this, this is all about figuring out the way that you connect. Not only connect with others, but connect with yourself. Like I'm an ocean person. Um, on Monday, I'm about to go to two weeks to look after Namotu Island. There's nobody there. It's a bit like camping. So with two Labradors and not a lot of people can do that, but that's how I regenerate. That's how I I get my energy back, how I reignite my creativity. I write prolifically, so I need space to do that. And, you know, I think this is what our episode today with Pat is about, is if you're listening to this, don't just try and take on board what we're saying, but think, how do you best connect with yourself? What space and environments give you a natural ability to switch off and open your mind up? And how do you like to communicate with others? Because when you figure that out, you're figuring out your strengths and the best ability to reach your full potential. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And so you're packing some surfboards for Namotu? Well, there's a lot there. I'm definitely yeah. packing some food supplies because there's no kitchen. It's all been renovated. So I'm going Robinson Crusoe and hopefully there's no cyclones. So it's just me and two Labradors and a whole lot of macro nuts and seeds probably. I'll probably come yeah, back with I- scurvy. <laughs> 
<laughs> but I know, as I was saying to you before, that that island when there's nobody there and it's just under construction and there's stuff happening, there's this wildlife comes out because you're not looking after any guests. You're not. You're really just there and you can just observe. So mm, often mm. I'll just sit down the end of the island and in the white water, all the baby sharks seem to come mm. up around that time of year, and there's just massive turtles. So I'll sup around the island and I'll put one of the Labradors on the sup board, and we'll just go and we'll explore and and this peace and calm that comes out of letting nature find its space is really humbling yeah absolutely i think people need to do more of that i think we need to kind of maybe let uh not let nature back into our world but actually go back out in the nature a bit more yeah and i think we Um, need to stop trying to control nature and put concrete on it and signs and and paths and make everything so accessible you know i love noosa it's the reason i moved back from europe to noosa and when i used to run the national park it was all dirt and now it's completely paved so it's super busy the koalas don't really have any home i mean we just we kind of taking everything over rather than blending in with nature so i i really want everyone to experience it it's not that I want to shut it off but we need to be able to do it in a way that our two worlds can blend and that we don't take over and force nature out because then we're not going to have any of it left to enjoy yeah absolutely absolutely yeah. You know, I mean, that's a whole other a whole other podcast in itself. Yeah. <laughs> but but I do notice when I'm in the city, sometimes I look around, I'll go for a walk and talk, and I'll say, look at the trees. They're really trying to get through this concrete jungle. They're they're striving to to find space, and we need that oxygen. We need that nature. And nature, if you look at it, is an incredible architect. You know, the way that leaves are created, the way that even your animals look, everything is so perfectly designed. And if we can actually just be more observant and curious and aware, it's incredible enriching it doesn't cost a cent Mm, yeah absolutely yeah totally agree with that so there you go guys we want you to learn how you connect whether you're uh, a leader in life or business it really doesn't matter figure out the best way that you like to have creativity and your ideas align with your true self and be the best version if you don't create space to do that either in the office or at home then you're not going to be the best version of yourself because you're going to be cramped mentally physically and emotionally so mountaineer patrick hollingworth says he gets permission from his wife to go off into the mountains if he comes back with better person so thanks pat anything to wrap up from your side no i guess um yeah coming into a uh, coming into a christmas break i'm headed into the mountains in two weeks time very excited where are you off to (laughs) I'm taking a group of, I guess, fellow deep thinkers into the mountains in the South Island and we're going to do a one-week immersion. Oh, Um, I love the South Island. New Zealand, that is. That's absolutely it. Yep, yep. We're going to go up onto a remote mountain and um, and, uh, take in the the big wide-open spaces and do some deep thinking. Yeah. So it's the the man cave moment for you guys. It's fantastic. That's right. Man cave in the mountains. Yeah. And listen, if you are listening to this and you do have an unmotivated husband or partner that's lost his mojo, then maybe be a little bit supportive and think about the ways that things used to be done that can create some harmony in the marriage as well and in work. So um, consider it from both sides and have a really good open discussion in your partnership as you run busier lives where we're really online and connected. How can you best disconnect this Christmas? Uh, We hope we've inspired you. Put some show notes on the vitalitycoach.com.au on the blog or podcast so that you can look at all our top tips from the master of ambiguity and overcoming challenges, Patrick Hollingworth, mountaineer, guru, uh, and just all around great guy. Thank you so much for sharing your tips, Pat. 
No worries, Nikki. It's been fun. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much. Don't forget, guys, we'd love to have your uh, review on iTunes. So hop onto iTunes and give us hopefully about five stars for being entertaining and engaging. But most importantly, want to empower you to live a life that you truly love, both in business and personally. And remember, it is a trifecta of being healthy, wealthy, and wise. Thanks for tuning in to The Vitality Coach. I'm your host, Nikki Fogdemore, and we're almost up to 100 episodes with 85 countries and 80,000 downloads. So thank you, team. You rock. I appreciate everything and I love connecting with you all over the world. Until next time, take care of yourselves and those around you. Thanks for tuning in. For all the show notes from this episode, tips, tools, and also my eBooks, hop online to www.thevitalitycoach.com.au. As always, health and happiness.